Oh no. Should be okay. Got your blanket on? Yeah, I'm getting cozy. Yeah. Why um why do you, did you feel the need to put your blanket on? Are we recording right now? Is it cold in the apartment? Are you trying you to say? expose me? I put my blanket on cuz it's finally fall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what well, but it specifically in our apartment. Okay, so someone in our apartment partakes in smoking, mm-hmm. um, and someone will open a window mm-hmm. and smoke out that window, mm-hmm. and someone maybe didn't close it all the way. Mm-hmm. Those someones don't have to be the same people. No, no, definitely not. And we don't want to say anything. <laughs> Um, hello everyone and welcome to Oh No with Anna Campion. It's me, your host, Anna Campion, and I'm joined by... She's trying to crucify me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Margo. It's Margo. Um, no, what happened, what happened with that is I woke up this morning and I was like, oh my god, it's so chilly in the apartment. And You're then welcome. I, and then I went into the office and the window was open a little yeah. bit. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's why. It wasn't bad. Going to bed last night, I was like, did I close the window? And I like didn't. And then I had no strength to get up and check. No. Um, I should have I checked. I should have known. But it, no, doesn't, it, it doesn't really matter. I guess what I'm trying to say is it's nobody's fault. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess that's the lesson that we all want to take away from this. Um but then I went and put a flannel on and Margo was like, are you going somewhere? And I said, no, <laughs> someone just left the window open last night. So it's a little chilly. In my opinion, better better for it to be a little chilly than like disgustingly hot and humid. Mm-hmm. Um, no one's mad. I'm just telling. It has been up until this week. I'm just telling the people something that happened to us. Yeah, we're just sharing our lives with you. So Is I don't understand why that's such a big deal. <laughs> Hi. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Um, I'm excited for it to be fall. Me too. I'm excited for... I've been seeing little sprinkles of Halloween decorations mm-hmm. popping up in the neighborhood. Um, that's exciting for me. Mm-hmm. My brother sent me um, a picture of... Did I show you this? A picture of pumpkins. Yeah. Um, and... He sent, he sent, his neighbors carved pumpkins already. And he said, should I tell them that they did this way too early? And that was, um, I mean, I don't know, the beginning of the week. That This was Sunday. He sends me another picture yesterday. So Wednesday, mm-hmm. no, Thursday. And they're already melting. Well, it's also because, um, <laughs> it's also in Irvine, California. So... Like, when you do it here, you know, if, if, say, today we were to carve pumpkins and put them out and had them out for, like, a month, it wouldn't be great, but it would probably be, like, okay, because yeah. it's getting colder, yeah. and so that preserves it a little bit longer. The Not sun absolutely melts them. Yeah. I've seen some, I've seen some nasty <laughs> <laughs> jack-o'-lanterns mm-hmm. in my day mm-hmm. in California, but yeah. I love the spirit. You love, you're a Halloween girl. We've talked about it many times. Yeah. Um, I just booked our anniversary hotel for Oct- October to go up to Boston and Salem. I'm excited. I've mm-hmm. never been. Um, I was I was big into Ron Pope uh, it, when I was in like high school and was like trying to figure out what music I liked. Um, he I've sings, never heard of Ron Pope. <clears throat> he sings drop in the ocean oh. <laughs> change in the weather was praying that you, Are you and ser- me oh my god ends up together have he, you heard that song yeah i have um i the two top songs that come up are a drop in the ocean and one, one grain of sand, sand. <laughs> yeah he has a thing i found i so a thing i did in high school was um i would use pandora while doing my homework and I would type in, you know, a song I liked or something and then kind of let it play. And the, and this was pre, like, like music streaming services. Okay, mm-hmm. kids? Um, and I wrote in, I, I would write down on a piece of paper the songs that came up that not just pleased me, but that I was like, this will, this will make me cooler. Mm-hmm. Um, and for whatever reason, I had kind of a sad girl fall and was really into Ron Pope. I don't even know if he has anything to do with Boston. I'm pretty sure he sings about Boston at times. 
Um, but to me, they are connected. And I, I, you know, there would be like a background of like fall leaves. On, like, I mean, a... people in Boston have shitty music taste. So <laughs> I kind of get that. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm really excited for that. Yeah, we're going to visit a friend of the podcast, Grace, Woo-hoo. who's at Havid yeah. Law School. Yeah. I'm, I'm, and I'm going to dress up like Elle Woods. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to buy a Harvard sweatshirt. Yeah, as you should. I don't care. I'm going to look like Princess Diana. Yeah. Your little bike shorts. Mm-hmm. I have bike shorts. I know. Stay tuned. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we're like fully in. Yeah, it's like 50 something. It's like 55 right now. Yeah, I saw a TikTok today that was like, they control the weather. How was how was it hot yesterday? Mm-hmm. And today's the first day of fall and now it's cold. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like. Interesting. Maybe. Interesting. Maybe. Um. Yeah, uh, and you didn't have to go into work this morning. No. So God bless. Now we're here recording a podcast. As I've said, as I've said to you, I guess, mm-hmm. um, if you're gonna be a nanny, work for people who make last minute plans, mm-hmm. and then also put in your contract that they have to pay you mm-hmm. when they make last minute plans. Yeah, and you like famously work for ADHD parents. Yeah, and they and I love them all. That's I cannot stress enough. My bosses, all of them, I have. I work for three families now, which mm-hmm. is a little overwhelming, but I'm I'm just starting and getting used to it. Um, they're all amazing. It is so funny to me that like at eight o'clock the night before I'm supposed to come in to like you know watch your child, they're like, actually, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Actually, never mind. And I'm like, okay, okay. I mean, you got it, dude. You said so. Um, then they Venmo me for that time. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm being paid right now. It's a yeah. Podcast. I'm kind I, of a professional podcaster. It, more more than me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, uh, you wanted to talk about something specific today that we've talked about a couple of times yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. Very topical. Mm-hmm. It, it, it has to do with transitions. It has to do with seasons ending, new mm-hmm. seasons beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of fits in with the fall. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the Bachelorette finale. The Bachelorette finale. Yeah, this was tough. I'm pissed. This was tough. I think, I'm sure I talked about it on here, but I've made it pretty well known. I was stoked for it to be two two leads. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is new. This is exciting. I like both of them. They're hilarious. Oh, girl power. You know, they have each other throughout this Um, little ASMR moment. Yeah. Sorry, I that was bugging me. Um, I I feel like throughout the season, you know, people had their complaints and they were valid. But I was like, they're finding their footing. They're trying, you know, at the beginning of the season, people mm-hmm. were like, why, why are they making people pick? Why are they doing it this way? Why, you know, whatever. Um, and I was sort of like, they've never done this before. You know, get, give them a little slack. Now that we're at the end of the season, I'm willing to say, like, fuck production. Fuck this franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's always fuck production. Yes. Production is evil. I'm writing a book <laughs> based... I wrote a page of it yesterday. Um, <laughs> based on, um, like, a like a Bachelor... Like, the idea is based on The Bachelor and, uh-huh. like, a producer. Yeah. And... You uh, should watch Unreal. I am. It's part of my research. I have uh, watching Unreal. I bought a couple books like about sort of like actually three books about Bachelor production Mm -hmm. or not about. I unfortunately had to buy Colton Underwood's book and I hate him. Yeah. But he is like probably the only lead who's ever like divulged that much about production. And yeah. We just have I, to apologize. Our neighbors yeah, are the, uh, I guess, yeah, inconsistent hammering. Um, <laughs> that one was a little softer, so you guys might not have heard it. But um, he, I'm not going to read the whole book, but apparently he has a bit about, like, production specifically. Okay. So I'm going to read that. Yeah. I, okay, let me just, let me just say this. We don't have to do a whole recap. If you watched it, you watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, the, the concept was that there were two leads. There were two bachelorettes. Mm-hmm. They each had their own separate journeys, but it was, you know, they both came from the season before. Yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. They are... <laughs> I'm sorry, it's distracting. <laughs> they they each 
get to the end of this process and they have, you know, however many guys. Mm -hmm. Both of them then, in the last weeks, they split up the finale into two parts. In the finales, multiple men say, I just don't really know if I want to get engaged. And the girls are like, well, I want to get engaged. Mm -hmm. So either you want to get engaged or you don't want to get engaged. Mm -hmm. There's, There's plenty of stuff to be talked about there. Okay. Um, in terms of, you know, like, well, that's kind of the point of the show or why yeah. do we care so much about engagement or whatever. There's, 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 there's nuance. What ends up happening though, is that spoiler, they do both get engaged. Mm-hmm. Rachel gets engaged to Tino, mm-hmm. who, which no one was surprised no about. No one was surprised by. He's been the pick kind of from the beginning. Um, but he was, he was heavy on the. On the as Chatty Broad said, it's you and me forever. Yeah, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna hurt you. We're gonna be together until the end, Mister mm-hmm. Rachel's dad. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna make your daughter so happy. Makes the man cry mm-hmm. talking about, you know, no, says all the right things. They're together for what? A few months. A few months. He cheats on her. Mm-hmm. Kisses um, another girl. Kisses another girl that we know of. Yeah, that we know of. I'm I'm pretty convinced here. It is it is full, it is cheating, but I just want to you know be specific. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's <laughs> we can get into that in a minute. You, well, you, well, I've you kissed other it, people, so made, do you think? No, you <laughs> made a kidding, claim. I'm kidding. Okay, let me talk about Eric, and then we'll get yeah, into yeah. it. Eric is uh, the guy who Gabby got proposed to, um, engaged to. I guess mm-hmm. is the right word. Uh, and he, um, some info came out about him recently. Well, within the past, like... Well, hang on. I'm sorry. He, info came out from an ex about how he was texting her right before going on the show saying, this is all fake. I just want to see if it can take me anywhere, if it's good for my career, da 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 Not here for the right reasons kind of situation, which as Chatty Broads, once again, mm-hmm. said, is a really big deal in this franchise. You said this too. Not just that, though. There have been pictures of him in high school in blackface. Mm-hmm. Pictures of him hanging out with MAGA people. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess those are the only two things. Yeah, but, the, right? but yeah, those are big things. But no, no, no. I, I just, yeah, I yeah. was like listing it as if there was more. <laughs> yeah, but I guess yeah. there, I guess there are. Those are the, those those are the, are the two, two main big, big factors. Um, the blackface thing being worse. Yes. I guess to me, mm-hmm. I'm like, if I, okay, it, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself because mm-hmm. I just feel so worked up about this. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that they handled Tino is that they had sort of this, first of all, they rush through the proposals on the show. Mm-hmm. They make it seem like Tino's about to break up with her and then he proposes mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Then they cut to, you know, this production house. Because if you don't know, you know, as it's airing, they kind of have these meetups with Mm -hmm. the couples um, so that they can still, like, be dating but not be, like, seen in public together. And they're at this house, and he, they they are seemingly broken up at this point. Be careful with the table. It's okay. And are trying to, are trying to, like, talk about what happened and it's a lot of going around in circles. It's a lot of Tino saying, I need to take a break and crying and on the phone and whatever. Um, then they have this live studio portion where they just do the whole thing over again. Yeah. Rachel's very upset. Um, Tino's very upset. There's no, there's, there's nothing to be done. No. Here. And it was, it was really, it turned into, in my opinion, just like a public shaming for the sake of a public shaming. Mm-hmm. Of, like, creating a villain. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, you know, when a couple doesn't work out on the show, unless they're priming, like, the person, someone to be on another, you know, be the bachelor, be the bachelorette, or be on Bachelor in Paradise or whatever, they have to paint, they paint, like, one of them as the villain. Usually the one who is not in production's good graces, in mm-hmm. which case it was Tino. Right. Um, which... On its own, like, let's say that Rachel would have been the only lead. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Mm-hmm. He, he fucked you over. Mm-hmm. He hurt you. He's being manipulative as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I hear the shit he says, and I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, he is so annoying with mm-hmm. it. 
And especially because of how he acted throughout the... He's the one... There, there was a famous... Tino's being a real baby back bitch. He would throw fits yeah. when things didn't go his way, when he wasn't acknowledged. He, he was giving me red flags of a guy who yeah. needs constant attention and whatever and wasn't able to handle the show premiering or whatever yeah. it is. There was stuff behind the scenes that we don't know. Yeah. And he went and, and, and not just kissed any girl, a girl he already knew. Yeah. Who he, quote, ran into at a bar. Yeah. Okay. So, fuck this guy, yeah. for sure. But then, transition over to Gabby. Oh, beautiful proposal to Eric. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time ever, Gabby and Eric. Oh, yay, they're together. Mm-hmm. And then he comes out. Um, they, they talk about their relationship. And then Jesse's like, but we have to ask you the hard questions. Weren't you texting an ex? And... This is the part that, like, fully lost me. Because they go into the, the, the ex texts, and his response is, um, I knew things weren't going to work out between us, and I was too cowardly to end it. To me, translation, I wanted to keep her on the back burner in case mm-hmm. it didn't work out on this if show. I, if I got sent home week two, I wanted to be able to come back and say, oh, I made such a mistake, I'm so yeah. sorry, let's get back together. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's number one for me. Number two, um, addressing Gabby in this situation saying, how do you feel about this? And she's like, well, he knows what he did was wrong. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, are you, yeah. Are you his literal mother? Who's like in the teacher conference Mm -hmm. right now? Like that was gross to me. And Mm -hmm. I have loved Gabby throughout this process. I love Gabby. Through the process with Clayton. Mm -hmm. I think that she's very smart and very strong. I think that in her relationship with Eric, she does not... I think she's minimizing herself. She does not... She is. She she likes that... You know, okay. She said the thing of, like, when I'm with him, I feel safe. And that, like, really did it for me, where I was like, I know what you're talking about because um, I also, like, have been in relationships with men who I'm like they make me feel safe in the sense that like the world is dangerous and being with this like tall, like broad man, like physically makes me feel safe. Well, I also think it's, it's safe, you know, okay. So to me, what it says, I think you're completely right. And so for example, I feel very safe in our relationship Mm -hmm. with you to be fully myself Mm -hmm. And be able, I can, I know that I can say, you know, things I'm thinking and things that I'm feeling and will be met without judgment and will be met without um, anger and will be, you know, will be met as an equal and knowing that we have a very solid base of friendship and, Mm -hmm. you know, all these things. I feel very safe to be fooling myself and I think, you know, I hope you feel the same way. Yeah, yeah. That is not the safe that she is describing. The safe that she is describing is that he's so into me that he's not going to break up with me and I have control. Mm-hmm. Um, which I also think isn't true. I, I don't think, think, yeah, I don't think it's true. I think it's based on, you know, what she saw in the, in the show and what she felt filming. But if I could, as a viewer, all of these moments, so leading up, leading up to the proposal, there were all these moments where he's second guessing things and he's, mm-hmm. he's calling her and meeting up with her and saying, I don't know, I don't know what's going on. She's like, we already talked about this. Mm -hmm. Like, she's already pretty much like, like, at this point in the show, the other guy had already left. It was Eric. Yeah. Eric was the last one. He wasn't competing with anyone else anymore. Mm -hmm. It was just him. And he was still having problems with, but I just don't know if we should get engaged. I just don't know if da 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 da. Like, I'm I'm just not sure about this. Like, that to me does not say safety. No. (laughs) That that says that he's, I don't know, doing his own thing. But beyond that, that's handled in a very, uh, he's learned from his mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he knows that he was an asshole to her. Mm-hmm. Ha 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 ha. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay. Um, no mention of blackface. No. No mention of uh, MAGA friends. No mention of any of that. Mm-hmm. Simply shouldn't have, shouldn't have texted this girl that. The mm-hmm. end, happy couple. Mm-hmm. Not just that. They had three former bachelorettes. Yes. Um, one of which is Michelle. 
who is a black woman, and uh, Caitlin Bristow, who I was she she wasn't the host of Caitlin or of Michelle's season. Yes, she was. Oh, she was. Caitlin okay. and, and Tasha, uh, who also is a black woman, and then Becca Kufrin, who famously was uh, her final pick, ended up being like a total right wing nuthead. Yeah, like total dickwad. Um, and they broke up, I think, in 2020. Um, I, I could have that timeline wrong, but they broke up, like, and, and Becca's now with, uh, Thomas, who's lovely. So, all of that to say, we thought mm-hmm. that they were there for that discussion. Well, and they thought. They thought that. Yeah. Caitlin posted a, an Instagram story mm-hmm. being like, I can't believe we didn't discuss this. I thought that's why we were there. Yeah. And even um, Becca mm-hmm. said to Gabby it, when they threw it to them, um, which, by the way, was hilarious because they mm-hmm. really just kept putting whoever was, like, the person to throw it to, whether mm-hmm. it was, like, the contestants' families or, um, like, these former bachelorettes or the they had, like, Sean Lowe mm-hmm. and um, Catherine from, like, Back when I used to watch, before mm-hmm. I stopped watching and now I'm watching again. Um, they would just, like, stick them into a, like, into these seats that were, like, surrounded by, like, you know, audience members. But it was the mm-hmm. same audience members. Mm-hmm. And and you could tell because one of them was wearing giant glasses and a pink turtleneck. Yeah. Right behind them. Which, I don't know. That was just funny to me. Um, they throw it to them and they're like what do you you know what advice do you have to give and becca's like make sure you talk about important things with each other make sure you uh know how you want to raise your kids like she's kind of Mm -hmm. being like she's basically saying like you need to break up with him now yeah you need to you need to you need to break up with him now so In conclusion on my end of this, not even conclusion, but conclusion of of this spoken essay Mm -hmm. I've just said, um, it is insane to me that they spent a full hour Mm -hmm. just absolutely beating Tino up, which he made a mistake. It was fucked up. I don't like him. Yeah. But, But absolutely, like, pummeling him. Yeah. And then we shoot to Eric and no mention no of a legitimately harmful thing from and within a franchise that has continuously been racist. Yeah. And continuously and then they come out then they come out with Zach the new bachelor and they bring out four seemingly white girls and one black girl. Yeah. And then they're like, "Oh, but we're going to give the black girl the rose," which she and deserved. I mean, and I mean, thank God. She was she was the only one who She was the only one who like had charisma. Yeah. And who had like I would have I liked um Bailey too. She seemed kind of fun. Dalen Balen. Dalen Balen. But I think I think she's going to she's going to shine on the season and that's fine. I'm glad Brianna got it. But it's it is a slap in the face. Mhm to black people mm-hmm. continuously and for them to come out you know during uh 2020 and mm-hmm. and and to be like the well, like black they, lives they fired matter. chris harrison and they're yeah. like we're gonna do better we're gonna do better but we're not actually gonna do better because well, then they cast matt james there hasn't been a black bachelor since matt james even though there were much and better there wasn't options one before. no he's he was been the, the only he's one. the only one and even, and I, you know, like, that is, like, a crazy thing to have kind of, like, thrust upon you. And I think what was unfortunate with that is that he wasn't on a season of The Bachelorette prior. So there was no real, like, we didn't really know anything about him. And he seems, he seems like a great guy, but he is, I think, kind of boring. Mm-hmm. And also, so it was, like, it wasn't super compelling TV and it probably would have been more compelling had we seen him on a on a season of The Bachelorette. And they ended up like he, you know, his whole sort of like his his trauma that made him eligible to be The Bachelor was that he his mom 
is white. His dad is black. His mom, single mom, raised him. He has a very strained relationship with his dad. And so then they, like, brought his dad on for them to, like, mend their relationship. Ugh. And it kind of surprised him. And I think it ended up, like, I, I don't want to, I, I obviously, I don't know. Like, it, it just did more harm than good personally and, in my opinion, probably politically. Because I feel like yeah. it was feeding into this stereotype of, like, yeah. absent black fathers, which is not like good no to do and i don't know i may be misspeaking and i don't want to you know the the thing that i just think about is like you know my dad has watched this show since the beginning so even when i wasn't isn't that interesting so even when i wasn't watching i i watched for a brief amount of time like high school and early Mm -hmm. college then i was like i'm bored of this stopped watching, started dating you, started watching again. Now I'm kind of bored of this again because mm-hmm. they're just pissing me off. Mm-hmm. They haven't changed. It, sorry. What I was trying to say is that there's a reason that there had been a joke about it of, you know, oh, and then the second episode, all the black uh, contestants get sent home mm-hmm. because it happened every season. They'd have yeah. their, they would literally tokenize having, oh, no, no, no. We, it's not just white people. Mm-hmm. There's three black contestants, but they all get sent home. Yeah. In my, Obviously. Yeah. And the... It seems, like, uh, it seems like Bachelor in Paradise, at least, like, they do a much better job spotlighting people, and particularly couples of color. Because I think in the last but season of... Bat- sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. Isn't it interesting that that... To me, that is saying, well, people of color, black people and people of color... They can have fun with dating, and they can go date on the yeah, but, beach. but it's not but serious. But real love, yeah, that's, real like personal love. That's for white people, and, and the fairy tale of it. That's that's a white person thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. I haven't thought of it like that. It it bothers me so much, and Michelle. It's season, like relegated to the sideshow. Yes, and Michelle's season. But I think Bachelor in Paradise is actually a superior. I'm sure program. Um. Michelle's season was really good. That's mm-hmm. what hooked me. Mm-hmm. Um, and was really important. It does, you know, again, I don't, I don't know uh, what of this, I don't know if my opinion on this is wrong. I am a little bit like, I don't necessarily think we need to like cast a, a black bachelorette and then have her like constantly talking about what it's like to be black. Right. Um, maybe that is important. I think it, I think, on one hand, it is important because of the group of people watching this show. Yeah. Might have never... My yeah, dad. but I mean... Yeah, but I guess, like, they're... I mean, I don't know. It feels... I don't want to speak on, like, black people's issues. Yes. But I, from they're, what I have heard from other, you know, uh, black people who recap this show, uh, like uh, like uh, Two Black Girls, One Rose, and yeah. the Black Tourette, and, and, and different, you know, uh, people of color who, who watch this and sort of talk about this, is like, um, it's sort of like everything becomes like a PSA about being right. black, as opposed to like, sort of following this individual's like, journey, mm-hmm. which is, you know, what they allowed the white contestants to do. Exactly. And, um, yeah, they, like, like, the white contestants don't have to become a spokesperson for, uh, black people, uh, Asian people, people of color in general, and black leads and contestants and people of color who are contestants and leads do. I mean, people of color who are leads. I don't think there have been, has been one black bachelor and three black bachelorettes and i think gabby is is uh i believe her mother is like uh half mexican um so but i don't want to i don't i don't know if gabby would classify herself as a woman of color so i'm not gonna like thrust that upon her but just even even if we're counting that um that's it yeah and it, it is frustrating to me that this franchise has been called out for their, like, blatant racism time and time again. And then when there is a moment, the, the you know, winner of the season was just exposed publicly for having done blackface. Mm-hmm. Well, and... And it, it's it's super frustrating that there wasn't anything on the show. And what I find to be doubly frustrating is that Gabby is now doing sort of like the press tour with Rachel 
and is speaking on it on Eric's behalf. And that, to me, is unfair to Gabby. And I think I can tell, like, what's happening where she's, like, I think Gabby is so, like, kind of, like, in the honeymoon period with this that the she's trying she's like I can fix it like I can just make it Mm -hmm. I can make it better and I can make him better and I can do all these things Mm -hmm. and I will say yeah say what she said though about you had you listened to some clip I listened to a clip from Bachelor Happy Hour which is Becca Kufrin and Michelle uh and they were talking to Gabby about it and Becca brought up like you know I was in a very similar situation and it for me it was like you know, my uh, partner at the times, you know, kept saying he would change, kept saying, kept saying, kept saying, and then I saw no meaningful change. And so after two years, I broke up with him because it was, you know, I just couldn't do it anymore. And she was basically like, do you think he's going to change? And um, she was like, I do because I, you know, like we've, we've talked about it a lot. I think he's really um, regretful and, you know, he knows that these issues are really important to me. So he knows that, um, you know, talking about these social issues and like being with me, that's like, it's, it comes with the territory is I think the phrasing that she used. Which concerns me. Yeah. Because it's a little bit like, no, he'll change to, he'll change for me. Mm Mm-hmm. And when it comes to blackface um, and, you know, quote, social issues, I I almost feel like they're not, I feel like calling things like the social issues is very bizarre because it's like moral issues. Yeah. um, Of of whether or not you are able to uh, address and fix your own racism. Mm Mm-hmm like should not be for a relationship it should be for the sake of being a good human being yeah it should be a personal journey you should not need to get in a relationship that tells you hey this way that you're being is actually wrong Mm -hmm. and offensive to many people for you to go oh um okay yeah like i'll work on it yeah And and time will tell Well, and what Michelle said, uh, which I thought was a really good point, was like, you know, it's going to be easy for Eric to kind of like do the work and like apologize and say the right things right now because it makes him more comfortable right now. Like it it Mm -hmm. is it is making it easier. But when if when this blows over, because it will, you know, it's not going to be as easy and it's going to be uncomfortable to do the same level of work that he he has to do in order to become better so like do you think he's going to do that and I thought that was a really good point because it is like I think as soon as it becomes uncomfortable you know when anything becomes uncomfortable people are like I don't I don't want to do this anymore Mm -hmm. so I and I think that's like a natural instinct to have Mm -hmm. but it is like really you know, it is, like, uncomfortable to to deal with the fact that, like, as a white person, you're born into privilege mm-hmm. and you're born into... And, you know, I think uh, to a certain degree, everyone who um, is born in the United States is, is uh, you know, you, you, you are raised in a society that has these um, certain stereotypes and reflections and biases about people of color in particular and um and particularly black people and uh having to confront that is like not fun like it's and it's it's not fun and it's not easy and it's something that I work on every day I know you work on it a lot um and so I think that's a really good point because I think the minute it becomes uncomfortable I completely agree that like he's not gonna do anything well he okay Hong Kong and where are you going (laughs) Have you seen that? Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's, it is just, he's not even, sorry, I'm, it frustrates me so much because he's not having to do the work right now. No, he posted Gabby a, is. He posted an Instagram response. Gabby's the one speaking for him like his fucking mommy. Mm-hmm. And he's not having to do anything. No. He didn't have to face it. Tino had to come out onto that stage 
and not only sit there while they over and over and over again were like, you cheated on her. Why did you cheat on her? Why did you do that? Why did you, why are you saying this? And he didn't handle it well. No. Then they bring out Avon in front of him yeah. while he's fucking still standing there. And he's like, okay, cool. Why am I here for this? Yeah. Um, that was, that was um, very, up- the whole thing was very upsetting to watch. And then they bring out Eric and it's just all, have you learned from your mistakes, Eric? Your mistakes being texting a girl six months ago? Yeah, I I have, I have, a, uh, I have an opinion, and that is that I think that Eric is a worse person than Tino. I agree, because but cause, I, I did want to talk about this because here's here's <laughs> here's my thing with Tino. I I don't like him. I don't think he's a good guy. No, no, no. I know. That being said, I think Tino has the potential to be a good guy. Mm-hmm. He, you know. Like, I saw that apparently he's, he, he does a lot of, like, charity work, like, he does all these things, and I'm like, that doesn't mean that you're a good person. No. That being said, I think Tina, hold on, let me look up how old he is, because Rachel's 26, and he is, God, he, 27. 27. So, God, he was so much cuter in this picture than he than he he was at the after the final rose. He was in such rough shape. Oh my shape. gosh, yeah. They, but um, poor guy. So well. he's he's twenty. I mean, he's twenty seven. Um, I think based on meeting his family, mm-hmm. you know, on TV, to me it seems like he comes from a very like aggressive and kind of like there is no room for discussion family. Mm-hmm. And I think that that gave him a lot of like people-pleasing tendencies Mm -hmm. and I think when you are a people-pleaser it it can be really easy to dip into manipulation Mm -hmm. so to me I see it very plainly that it's like okay this is just a guy to me who needs therapy yes like I think which they talked about yeah I think with therapy but then he used it to be like you refuse to go to therapy yeah no he was a he was a totally manipulative (laughs) asshole but I, he's he is very immature. He's extremely immature, and that is something that like he needs to deal with. And God knows that he's going to because like he ha- like there's nothing else for him to do at this point because now I mean, he's like he fully doesn't have to. He he doesn't have to. But I mean, when I say have to, it's like men go their whole lives without <laughs> facing no, of course, their but issues. yes, but most men are also not like publicly shamed. Yeah. in front of like millions of viewers twice in a yeah. row. Um so I think I think that there is potential. I think that like to me he's like dumb and immature and that can be worked with way easier than what I think Eric is, which is like slimy and cowardly and manipulative but in a way that he he's aware mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. I don't think Tino's aware that he's manipulative. Yeah. I think it's coming from a place of, like, naivety and, like, not having confronted a lot within himself. Yeah. I think Eric is a scumbag. Like, I think he's slimy. Which, this this was something I wanted to talk about, too, because during the episode, you were like, I think what Eric did was worse. I, I do. And you said, I mean, do you want to say what you said about specifically the texts? Yeah, I think I think I now sort of like have a, you know, I was just kind of gut reaction, yeah. and I really dislike Tara- Eric more than I dislike Tino. Yeah. So I think that is was sort of my gut reaction. I now ne- don't necessarily think texting versus kissing. I don't. She said, if you were, if we got in a fight and you went out and like kissed someone, yeah, I would be mad. But if I would have found out you were texting someone when you were moving here, I would be more mad about that. And I was like, bullshit. Like, I, you, I don't know. Like, I think that... I mean, you would never do either. So no. I will never be in that position. But, but making a commitment and then and then at the, at the moment of it getting hard, going out and kissing someone else, yeah, to I think, me... Yeah, I think... Um, is so much worse than, like, leaving a girl on the back burner. Do I think what Eric did was okay? No. But I, yeah. but I also, like... I just think that... I guess here's why I kind of find it... Here's what I... I, I feel ickier about Eric's than I do about Tino's, and here's why. I think Tino operated from a place of, like, momentary emotion. Mm-hmm. I think Eric operated from a place of, like, calculation. 
Yes. And that feels worse to me in 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 terms of his character as a whole. Um, I agree. I think though And I think that's where like that assessment came from. But because I th- then I would then I would feel I think I would feel like, ah, so like you're like like about the whole Eric thing, it just makes me feel like like nothing is 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 real for you. Like it, there's it there's a lot of sides to you. Whereas I think everything is very real for Tino. It definitely is. Um, well, I have a thing to say about that. I think, but it, it definitely is. Like Eric was like, oh, I'm gonna try this thing. If it doesn't work out, I don't want to like fuck up mm-hmm. this thing that I already have. And for me, like I know within the franchise, it's like that's like huge that yeah. it's like he, you know, they 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 do crucify people for like not well, being and there the for the right reason. Well, and the fact that he wasn't crucified, you know, um, but it do, it is also a little bit like you're going on a show where she is exploring all of her options. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it's a crime that he was like, hey, I'm gonna go do this thing. It didn't seem like they were very serious. Some people think otherwise. I don't know. Um, I, I think it says a lot more about the fact that he was going on the show to, like, get attention, which mm-hmm. I think a lot of the people do, if yeah. we're going to be honest about no, it. No, I don't think that in itself is a crime. I, I don't think I don't think the sort of, like, I don't know. It's what what makes me second guess the serious, and, and this is sort of like a sidebar, is that apparently he had, like, met her kid, and... Mm-hmm. Um, I think to me it shows like a a sort of calculation in terms of like looking out for number one and a complete disregard for the other people in the equation. I think I guess I'm landing on like I don't know if one is worse than the other because mm-hmm. to me what Tino did says uh, I cannot trust you. Um, at any point where things get hard, you're just gonna go fuck some other girl. Yeah. Um, you you are not like good at conflict resolution Mm -hmm. with your partner Mm -hmm. that you have committed to. Yeah. It says a lot of things about him and his character, Mm -hmm. regardless of if he's acting from emotion. Acting from emotion is not a good place to be. No, that's exactly. Um, Eric is, uh, to me, like you said, very slimy because of this. What What he has done says to me, oh, you were just playing the game. You just wanted to see how far you could get. Um, and here you are, you did it. Well, what that, what that whole thing says to me is, like, even if you take, like, the, the game and the Bachelorette show out of it, just, like, you know, as Gabby, I would kind of be like, okay, so this is how you handled your last right relationship. Yes. Where, where... So who's gonna, who, who's to you, say that when you get, when some fucking, when Gigi Hadid is interested mm-hmm. in you, which she would never no. be. Tyler Cameron, Tyler Cameron. He was an outlier. Was one of a kind. He was an outlier. <laughs> is one of a kind. I saw him at a bar one time. I yeah, told you, you did. this, right? Yeah, you did. Um, no, but I, I guess the thing that Eric says to me, it's, it's, it, Tino's like, I can't trust you because you operate from a place of emotion that is completely unstable and I have no way to tell what yeah. you're about to do. Eric to me says, I can't trust you because you lie. Like, you're not yeah. honest. Yes. And you, like, are not. You are kind of like one foot in, one foot out because you're trying to sort of like figure out what the best move is for you. Him saying, uh, I, I was, I was, what he, it was like, I was too cowardly to end things with her or I was too, I didn't want to hurt her feelings. You know, all of that is so fucking bullshit. Mm -hmm. And it's, it, it, the, the real words you're saying there are, I lied to her. Yeah. I lied to her. I led her on. Mm -hmm. Like that is fucked up. Mm Mm-hmm. And who's to say that when things get hard here and when you are having to, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm so like over it and like, God bless Zach. They're going to break that man. I know. I don't want to watch his season. I don't give a shit about it. I, I just like, don't care. It's going to be boring. Mm-hmm. He's going to be like his, his one moment on the TV. He was like awkward and fumbling and I know, nervous. I felt and, so like, bad for him. I just like, don't think he's built for it. No. I'm I don't scared. think, I think he's a good guy. From, I, do, from, I think Zach is from, a good guy. From everything I've seen, he seems very sweet. He reminds me of, uh, he reminds me of my friend Luke. Luke, if you're listening. Um, who, it's just, like, very sweet. And just, like, really, like, um... But the people who... I don't know, really, like, really, like, charming and funny and, and sweet. And, but he is, like, not built for TV. The people who go on this show are, like... Uh, Regardless of what you want to think, they all want some kind of attention. You don't mm-hmm. go on this show, on the most popular reality dating show. Yeah. 
for love. Uh-huh. Let's be real. They are a little bit attention hungry, a little bit uh dumb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it emotionally immature. Yeah. None of them... The, the only person that I have seen in the last, like, however many seasons I've watched with you, who I've been like, I don't know how the fuck this man got on this show, he has a good head on his shoulders, is Jason. Yeah. Jason was the one that we wanted Gabby to end up with, and his fatal flaw was that he was, like, too much of a realist and was like, this is fucking insane. I think, I think he also got in his head. I think that was his other thing. He got in his head because he's a realist. Yeah. Because he was like, he was tired of what production was doing to him. He mm-hmm. was very open and, and they edited it away where you, as a like casual viewer, didn't catch it. But as, as the kind of psychotic viewers that we are, mm-hmm. we were like, oh, he's saying that like, it has been super hard for him because of production. Production yeah. has like really fucking manipulated him. Mm-hmm. And his last conversation with Gabby was definitely that of, and I'm reading between the lines here, but it was like, this isn't going to end when the show is over. Mm -hmm. Like, we're not going to leave here together and that be it. Mm -hmm. We have to sit through months of this airing. We have Mm -hmm. to, you know, do after the final rose. We have to then go on these press tours. We had, you know. Well, and even just um, from like a, the, a super technical perspective, like your contract when you're on these shows, I think it goes for 18 months. So like you're under their control for a year and a half. And that's, and that's, I think, I don't know. I don't know how, how um, inclusive that is of, mm-hmm. of leads and contestants, but that's kind of the general like, uh, time frame that I so I've yeah heard. I'm like I don't really give a fuck how how good of a connection I have with this person mm-hmm. that I've only dated in front of cameras mm-hmm. um I don't want to do this anymore yeah and it's like that was the only person who I've been like oh my god this guy's like talking about therapy mm-hmm. he like knows his flaws and is working on them mm-hmm. like every other person on this show is like I'm here for the right reasons and yeah. I don't get why she's acting like this and yeah it's just like or they're doing or they're it's just you and me, baby, till the end. I'll never hurt you. I know. And then it, I'm going to cheat on you in a month. I know. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. It, it was a, it was a, it was a real fucking train wreck. And you know when it, it's a train wreck when people who are like actively on the Bachelor's, um, like payroll, like Becca, Caitlin, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Becca, Becca and Caitlin, I saw say this. I haven't seen Michelle say this, but they both were like, that was a train wreck. That yeah. was the worst finale I've ever seen in my life. And I, I started watching, I guess, like three and a half years ago. And the first one I saw was Pilot Pete, which that was a fucking train wreck of a finale. But, um, oh, excuse me. This was worse. This was worse. Yeah, it it was it was not only anticlimactic because they, as they said on Chatty Broads, mm-hmm. uh, they spilled the beans immediately. Yeah, they, well, and then they were like three hours, and it's gonna be crazy, and then nothing wasn't crazy except for Tino and Rachel fighting for an hour, which was like, I'm sorry, so uncomfortable. Like, I agreed with Rachel. I think she did a good job of holding her own. I still don't want to see it. No. I still don't want to see it. And they they literally started the show by saying, we thought this was going to be two love stories. Yeah, happily ever after. But with Tino's infidelity and text messages surfacing for uh, Eric, you know, what, and, and I don't know. It was just like all, it was like, what are we, what, okay, then why are we watching this? You just yeah. told me what's going to happen. Yeah. It was very, it was very weird. It was very weird. We knew that Gabby was engaged before her proposal yeah. because we she saw the ring. had a ring on during the, like, it, safe house. God, I, I just don't even know. It was so bad. It was so bad. But, so, I don't know. I think I'm anti-bachelor, bachelorette mm-hmm. now. Well, I'm going to watch Paradise. And I'll probably end up watching Zach's season. If nothing else, then for my fantasy mm-hmm. leagues. We did win. We did win our fantasy league. <laughs> we were one and we two. We won $45. <laughs> uh, 
Well, you won 30, I won 15. Yeah, we won $45. I know, but... You want to be precise. Well, you won more because you were number one. Yeah, well... We were close, though. I think you were, like, 10 points behind me. I I don't know, dude. It it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, uh, do you should, want? Do should you we want... end on a good note? Yeah. What's a good note? <laughs> um. <laughs> something good. Something good. Mm, what's Let's good? Think. What's good? Hmm. Well. It's a Don't Libra worry, season. Darling. Oh, it is Libra season. Seizing. Season. Season. And that's your rising. I'm, yeah. Shout out to Libra p- placements. Yeah. Go get your hair done. Are you going to get your hair done? I'm going to do my hair. Mm. Are, will you do my hair? Yeah. I will. Awesome. Honk, honk. But where, where are you, you going? going? Um, <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys for <laughs> is listening. Is that it's Libra season? <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, we'll be back. Um, Margo, do you want to plug anything? Not really. Oh, you know what? This isn't necessarily a good thing, but, um, there is, I don't know if everyone is like tuned into what's happening in Iran right now, but it is absolutely insane over there. I think, um, for a while they had all of their, uh, Wi-Fi and their like cellular data cut off. They had some like by the by the government and just a ton of uh crazy stuff is happening in in protest of uh this young woman who was un unjustly you know basically beaten to death yeah for not wearing her hijab in the correct way um morality police yeah by the morality police so i'm gonna uh i think um teffy put up some a variety of resources so i'm gonna link to those uh if anyone is interested in you know uh, donating to that I will be um and you know just uh so yeah I'm that's 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 what I'll plug um make sure you're rating and reviewing us on Spotify and uh Apple Podcasts follow us at oh no the pod on Instagram and Twitter at oh no with Anna Campion on TikTok and um subscribe to the Patreon uh if you have a few extra bucks and want to support the podcast it's patreon.com slash oh no the pod and you get stickers when you join um, so thank you so much. Any last thoughts? Uh, fuck the Bachelor franchise. Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, you hear that Bachelor franchise? All right. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. I need to give a huge shout out to all of my amazing patrons. Grace Murray, Kira Sears, Jillian Townsend, Schaefer Nelson, Clay Moyhan, Haley Pregnall, Caroline Phelan, Davidson Norris, Debra and Jeff Hopkins. You guys are absolutely amazing. You're the reason that this podcast can continue going and, you know, be available for everyone. And I really appreciate it. If you're interested in becoming a patron, check out patreon.com slash oh no the pod. And you too can get shouted out in this very shout out at the end of every episode. Ono's theme song was written, performed, and recorded by Katie Stahl and Mackenzie Haight. And the amazing cover art was done by Devante Burse, uh, at Vante Burse on all socials, at Designed by Devante on Instagram.